Welcome back to another episode of Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. Now, the Azerbaijan Grand Prix was this weekend, and it did not disappoint. I think that Formula One fans can all agree that Baku proved just how dangerous it can be. It proved that it's an unpredictable circuit for even the drivers who have driven there multiple times before, and even for the rookies coming in. A team that really suffered this weekend was Williams. Unfortunately, George Russell was forced to retire his car just before the race restart, and uh, that was due to some gearbox problems. Russell not not having a great time over there at Williams. Uh, his contract uh, ending this year, and Williams possibly, maybe they're going to re-sign him. Maybe Russell's going to choose to go to a different team. Definitely some rumors that he could possibly move to Mercedes, although we'll, we'll, we'll jump into that a little bit later. Uh, a team that, uh, one part of the team that didn't do well was Nicholas Latifi. He did kind of suffer from some poor decisions that the team made, uh, telling him to stay out when they actually had meant to come in and, uh, he was put under investigation for that um, after the red flag was, it was a red flag uh, over the session. So he was being investigated for some red flag procedures that they had failed to uh, go around with. So Nicholas Latifi definitely not happy with, with his weekend and the team as he finished 16th. Now only 16 drivers finished the race. So Nicholas Latifi uh, finishing in last actually dropped between or behind the two uh, Haas drivers uh, for 20th in the standings. Um, Haas was a great weekend. They aren't last anymore. They were typically used to seeing the Haas drivers and the Haas cars in, towards the back. You know, we like to see them uh, finish a little bit higher than what they normally do. But this weekend was the f first weekend of the season where uh, they didn't finish the last two cars. Or uh, Haas didn't have one of their cars in last. So um, Nikita Mazepin definitely uh, struggling after he ran off the, the course. And he really had some trouble catching back up to uh, to the rest of the pack. Although they he did manage to catch back up to him because of the race restart. So if you're Nikita Mazepin, that definitely helps you. Uh, Mick Schumacher having some problems in the... In the pits, as he uh, had a loose wheel nut that they luckily caught before he uh, exited the pit lane, so they were able to push him back and get it fixed and then send him out. And he actually finished 13th, so 13th is not a bad position for uh, for the Haas driver, especially uh, in his rookie season. You know, kind of got to warm up a little bit uh, in Formula One and. He's seen, Mick Schumacher seems like he's slowly getting there. Uh, hopefully we'll see uh, more out of him and Haas uh, later in the season, although this might be Haas's best <laughs> best finish of the season. Uh, but in Formula 1, you never know. A lot, of, a lot can happen, and I think that definitely proved uh, in Azerbaijan. Uh, Alfa Romeo had probably a great weekend, I would say. One of the best weekends of, uh, of the season so far for them as uh, both the drivers actually did fairly fairly well I mean Antonio Giovinazzi uh, did 
start in last place uh, after he crashed in the first um, session of qualifying. So because of that, he was uh, in, he did start on the grid in last. So for him to start in last and then work his way up to, to 11th isn't that bad. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen finishing just one uh, place on the grid, or finishing just above him in 10th. And, uh, I mean, that's great for Alfa Romeo. They got another point. Kimi Raikkonen getting his first point of the season. Uh, and having both cars finish, which a lot of teams didn't have both of their cars finish. Uh, so, Alfa Romeo has to has to be happy with the outcome of this weekend. I mean, it's always a good weekend when you can walk away with some points. You could be like Williams or Mercedes and uh, just walking away with, with nothing. So, really... One of the the teams that also suffered this weekend was Alpine. Now, they kind of had a bad start to uh, to the race as Esteban Ocon was kind of forced to retire early. He was the first retirement of the race, and it wasn't because of some of the other problems. This was just his car just lost power, and it was having some mechanical problems, and they uh, had a had to. Uh, make the decision to retire the car and unfortunately for Ocon that meant that he only saw a few laps of Baku although it's definitely he definitely got to see one hell of a race uh, from the pits definitely probably would have preferred to be in the middle of all that but unfortunately for for Alpine they did lose one uh, one possible uh, car to score points although Fernando Alonso did fairly well. Uh, in fact, uh, he did a lot better than a lot of people uh, probably thought he would. Definitely a lot better than uh, I thought that he would do. So, uh, Alonso uh, pretty much staying in, in P11, making a few moves, and then kind of dropping back, passing a few people, and then kind of dropping back. I mean, until the the restart happened, I mean, and then all of a sudden after the, res the restart He's in P6 and scoring uh, some really some key points for his team. So I think that that one was kind of unexpected a little bit. Uh, but it's great to kind of see Alonzo finding finding a nice groove this weekend and being able to to really outperform a lot of uh, drivers on the grid. Obviously, P6 is not a bad position at all. Uh, and considering everything that happened in the race, being able to actually finish, uh, it's got to make Alpine very happy. Uh, a team that had a little bit of a roller coaster this weekend was definitely uh, Aston Martin. Um, it The race, as it started, Stroll obviously uh, having his accident in uh, Q1, which uh, had him start in P19 on the grid, and then... You know, a few laps into the race, uh, I believe it was a few laps after uh, Esteban Ocon was forced to retire, Lance Stroll uh, had a tire failure, and he unfortunately was uh, forced to retire because of the tire failure, which it was kind of a, a strange circumstance involving the, the tire failures this weekend because uh, not only did Lance Stroll's left rear tire fail, but it was also the same exact uh, side and rear tire of 
Max Verstappen's car that had failed. So it was the rear left tire for both Stroll and Verstappen's cars that failed. So that kind of threw a lot of question marks up in the air as, well, something's wrong with the tires and uh, Pirelli definitely forced to investigate it um, and look further into it. But Aston Martin did come out with a, a fairly good weekend despite having Stroll unable to finish. Um, I mean, Sebastian Vettel. I mean, the, this man is a, a four-time uh, champion, clearly proving that the old Sebastian Vettel is back. And hopefully he stays for a, at least the rest of the season because, I mean, Vettel proved that he deserves the driver of the day. I think a lot of people understood that, especially watching him go from, I believe he uh, started P11 on the grid, so making it all the way up to P2 after everything that had happened in the race and then, you know, getting Aston Martin their first podium since their return to Formula One. It's got to feel great. Uh, definitely a, a good moment for for Vettel. Definitely a good moment for Aston Martin. Lance Stroll was probably uh, happy despite how his race went. He was probably very happy that the team got to make a podium. So uh, another team that got to make a podium, which we don't really see this team up there a lot. We don't really see Aston Martin up there a lot either. Uh, Alpha Tori. Now, Pierre Gasly really proved that he can compete. I mean, he he worked his way uh, up into pretty much the top uh, top 10 cars. He was kind of shuffling back and forth in there. But he, he always stayed uh, fairly close to the podium uh, throughout the entire race. Uh, and it proved that he's been knocking on the podium door for a while. So to see him uh, get up on the podium, especially at a, a difficult uh, circuit like Baku. It's definitely something that uh, Pierre Gasly's fans can, can be proud of. And a very good race, considering that uh, Charles Leclerc was was pretty much right on him uh, after the restart, and and uh, Pierre Gasly just bested uh, Leclerc at the end, and, and he won the podium. Uh, so definitely a well-deserved one for Gasly. Yuki Tsunoda, uh, his teammate for Alfatori, with one of his best races of the season, his highest finish, his first points since Bahrain, and, I mean, Alfatori's got to be pretty happy with that. I mean, in a post-race interview, Yuki Tsunoda didn't really express um, that he was happy. He he was, he seemed a little bit uh, upset with his finish, but, I mean, it's his best finish this season, so how, I mean, how upset can you really be? Um, I mean, it's a good race all in all, and I think that Alfatori should really walk away happy with the results from this weekend. Uh, McLaren dropped it down from their third place uh, position in the team standings, and they really didn't have the best weekend, but they did kind of manage to save it there uh, as they all crossed the finish line. Now, McLaren suffered, uh, kind of started suffering when uh, Daniel Ricciardo uh, crashed in qualifying, and that only landed him 13th on the on the grid, so not the best uh, starting position. And then Norris, uh, unfortunately, had his uh, 
he was under investigation for red flag procedures and they did kind of there was a little bit of a a different approach that they took to this because normally they would just say a five place grid penalty but they only decided to go three because or to do a three grade uh, place penalty because you know the driver seemed like he uh, didn't really uh, have that much time to decide and then by the time they decided it was too late and he was looking out for the safety of the people in the pit and the other drivers that were coming in so they said three place grid penalty is good enough so he went from p6 to p9 obviously if he had started in p6 he probably would have had a better outcome and a better shot at the podium uh, but unfortunately for him uh, lando norris did start in p9 and he did take some points um, on his license so not not a great weekend for mclaren starting off but when the race started lando norris kind of dropped back uh in the standings and then he managed to fight his way back up and both mclarens actually uh, did manage to get into point position so when both your cars are scoring points it's got to be somewhat of a decent weekend um as uh, they were both kind of fighting in the in the midfield there for a while. I mean, Ricardo eventually finished ninth. Uh, Lando Norris eventually finishing in fifth. So really, McLaren didn't have the best weekend, but the weekend definitely could have been a lot worse uh, for them. So they've they're only uh, two points behind Ferrari in the standings. So it's definitely going to be an interesting battle throughout the season between McLaren and Ferrari in the team standings. Uh, moving on to Ferrari, though, I mean, they're probably happy moving up in the in the constructor standings. So, um, and then Charles Leclerc getting his second pole position in a row. Um, this time he was actually able to start on pole, um, but unfortunately for for him, his Ferrari just couldn't keep up with the pace of the Red Bulls and then Hamilton and his Mercedes. So, uh, but he was one of the drivers that definitely benefited from the from the restart. Um, which did kind of give a nice fresh start off the off the line, and he was able to kind of battle with Pierre Gasly for a little bit, and he did hold third for a split second before uh, Pierre Gasly did eventually get it back, and then obviously Pierre Gasly um, getting podium. So Charles Leclerc probably could have had Pierre Gasly if they had done another lap, or he could have, you know, remained in fourth. So. Really, Charles Leclerc did have a fairly decent weekend. Uh, definitely could have been better for him. Definitely uh, could have seen a podium. But uh, unfortunately, uh, it just didn't work out that way for him. Carlos Sainz uh, had a good race, um, considering that he did uh, he did have a lockup and then had to take an escape road. So, And then kind of being from P15 and then managing to get up to P8. I mean, scoring points at that point uh, in the race, that's all you can ask for. Uh, the points that he actually scored were very, very needed as uh, his four points that he scored did help them uh, pass McLaren in the team standing. So, I mean, every point matters at this point in the season. And, I mean, every point matters in every race. So, and we're definitely seeing that in the team standings and the, the big four teams that that we need to look out for our Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren, but AlphaTauri's is sneaking up on McLaren. There is still a, a significant point uh, divide, but 
Formula One is an interesting sport and unpredictable, so it could very well change throughout the season. And this season is already proving to be very interesting as uh, Mercedes had another bad weekend. So they went from having a really bad weekend at Monaco, having Valtteri Bottas, uh, who was in second, being forced to retire because of uh, a wheel nut that was just a little bit too stubborn. And then now coming into into Baku and Valtteri Bottas, really his car is not performing. He's nowhere to be seen in really the front half of the grid. So you're kind of questioning, well, where, where are the, uh, the two Mercedes that we normally see? Uh, so not a good weekend for Mercedes. Uh, although for pretty much the entire race, I mean, Hamilton was within a podium position. So Mercedes probably thought, oh, we're going to get at least one car on the podium, which is always a good thing. And uh, unfortunately for them, this time they took home no points uh, because Hamilton uh, did suffer a kind of a switch issue. And uh, after the restart, and instead of going and turning at turn one, he just kept going straight. And uh, he was able to return back to the race. He just quickly turned around. And unfortunately, at that point in time, he was dropped from P2 to P2. P15, so really not much else that they could have done at that point. The mechanical failure uh, really didn't help them, and it just added to their horrible weekend. Uh, Valtteri Bottas, I mean, he, at this point, Mercedes has to be asking themselves, should we keep him? Should we keep him? I mean, uh, him and Hamilton are, are good friends. They've been teammates for, for a couple years now, but the question is, is He's not scoring any points. He hasn't scored too many points in the last few races. So, I mean, we're we're now second in the constructors' championship, and Hamilton isn't too much to worry about because, I mean, Hamilton is typically first, second, or third at the end of a race. So he's always on podium. I mean, Valtteri Bottas. I mean, you you can't really blame Monaco on on him because that was definitely an issue with with the tire gun and with uh you know all of the the people who were involved in the pits but i mean valtteri botas has to be asking himself do i want to stay here do i want to stay at mercedes does mercedes want to keep me and i think that at the end of the season i mean there's definitely going to be a seat open in mercedes and uh i I don't think that Mercedes is going to let uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, leave Mercedes because Lewis Hamilton is is such a successful driver and he is he's clearly a great driver and I think all the fans know it. Uh, with Lewis Hamilton, I always like to, to say that he's like the Tom Brady of Formula One. You either love him or you hate him. And the, for the fans that hate him, the fans that hate him hate him because... He is too good. He keeps winning, and they keep watching their team and their favorite driver lose to Hamilton, which is why they just don't like him. I mean, uh, you can't uh, really argue that Hamilton isn't a familiar face at the end of a race when uh, the podium is uh, when the champagne is being sprayed up there at the podium. So, I mean, for for Mercedes, I think it's a a given that 
Hamilton is going to stay and that they're going to find a way to, to keep Hamilton. And uh, I think that that just means that Valtteri Bottas is he's looking at possibly getting replaced. And that's kind of where George Russell comes in because I mean, Russell clearly not happy with, with Williams. Uh, every time that they've been within a good position, something in the car fails. And, you know, to see Russell in a Mercedes would definitely definitely be an interesting uh, sight. And I think that Russell has the potential to score points, and I think that Russell has the potential to get on the podium, maybe even win a couple races uh, if he were to switch over to Mercedes. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you won't know until the, until the uh, contract is signed. So... Maybe they keep Botas, but maybe they maybe they get George Russell. Maybe they go with option number three, and uh, option number three is kind of a little bit uh, foggy. No one really knows what option number three is for them, um, but I definitely think that Hamilton's staying with Mercedes. Uh, Botas is more of a a questionable questionable uh, choice for Mercedes at this point in time, um, but. I mean, Red Bull. Red Bull is Mercedes' number one enemy on the grid right now. I mean, they have the car that can compete with Mercedes. They have the car that really proves that on the street track, it's going to win. I mean, we saw that in Monaco, which is a street track. We saw that in Azerbaijan, which is a street track. Two completely different Red Bull drivers winning those two races, uh, unfortunately, for Max Verstappen, who would have won, without a, without a doubt, Max Verstappen would have won. Uh, Baku had his tire not failed, and I mean, at that point, that's kind of where Red Bull is probably really questioning uh, Pirelli because, I mean, you have to ask yourself, your the tire failures didn't happen on a slow part of the track. They happened on fairly fast parts of the track. I mean, uh, Lance Stroll went into the barrier at quite a high speed because um, he was coming off the turn, so he was obviously building speed from that, and then the tire failed, and that sent him into the barrier. Luckily for Aston Martin, for Lance Stroll, and really all the Formula One fans, I mean, he got out of the car, he's okay. And then Max Verstappen, going into the barrier, I believe they said it was around 200 miles per hour, so, I mean, 200 miles per hour, that's fast, and then to basically hit a cement barrier, I mean, it's not, not really fun, uh, day for Red Bull watching one of their drivers end up in a wall, especially when they're in first, so Max Verstappen, especially, uh, you know, Max Verstappen, who is, world I mean he's a world champion uh, potential I mean he's got he's got everything uh, that Red Bull has been looking for in a world champion they want to have the youngest world champion and you know Max Verstappen is is one of the their options so to ha to see him kind of go into a wall that at that speed definitely not a fun day for Red Bull uh, luckily he was okay but I mean Something's got to change here, whether it's the tires, whether it's, um, you know, it's definitely 
a technical issue, whether it was with the tires, whether it was with the, the way that the track was. Um, Pirelli did release a statement that the accidents were caused by uh, debris on the track, so it very easily could have been de debris. It could have uh, been the tires, you know, I'm not, I don't really know the whole science behind it, so, uh, but, I mean, Red Bull definitely going from losing first, and, uh, you know, they would have had Max Verstappen uh, in first, and Sergio Perez, no doubt, uh, second or third in the podium, so they lost out on, uh, on a major, major point gain, uh, over Mercedes, uh, luckily for them, Mercedes didn't score any points this weekend, and they did. I mean, Sergio Perez winning after they had kind of seen Max Verstappen go into the wall, and then, of course, uh, with that, it caused the red flag and uh, the reset. So, I mean, with the restart happening, Sergio Perez uh, at that point in time was in first, Hamilton in second. And then when Hamilton just kept going straight, I mean, Perez just had to be a little bit relieved because he was probably like, well, my biggest competitor's just heading straight through. I'm just going to turn and, and hopefully hopefully I'll, I'll cross the finish line in first. But, I mean, in a post-race interview, Christian Horner said that they had serious concerns that Sergio was losing hydraulic pressure and that there was no guarantees he would make it to the finish, and uh, luckily for them, he did manage to cross the finish line in first, and uh, the car literally stopped right at the pit exit just after uh, the, the finish line. So, I mean, Red Bull having a, a successful weekend despite uh, what happened with them. I believe now they're leading in the... Uh, Constructors Championship by 26 points, so I mean 26 points, it's not a whole lot, especially since they're going back to uh, the normal uh, track circuits that are tend to be very, very in favor of Mercedes. The Mercedes cars tend to be built more for those uh, than track, or the they tend to be built more for track uh, circuits instead of street circuits, um, but. I mean, with Fran with uh, the French Grand Prix coming up, anything can happen, uh, especially when you have uh, guys like Esteban Ocon, uh, Pierre Gasly, who are who are both from France, who are probably looking to do really well in their home Grand Prix. Uh, Alpine, being a French team, probably wants to do really well in France. So, with Mercedes kind of coming off these two bad weekends in a row. Red Bull is probably also under firing. They're they're trying to figure out what's the best way to to really keep shooting Mercedes down and allowing us to kind of give a comfortable gap between Mercedes and Red Bull. That way they can kind of keep uh, first in the constructors championship, which. They they haven't won in a in a few years because Mercedes has dominated, and uh, you know Max Verstappen leading in the drivers championship. I mean it could potentially be uh, a crazy season 
if it just keeps trading off between uh, Hamilton and Verstappen. So I think it's definitely one of those things that we won't know until uh, until the last race. Hopefully, it's a a close close season, and uh, you know everyone's got their favorite. Everyone wants uh, their favorite driver to win, but I think. Uh, Mercedes at the end of the season is going to have some changes. I think Red Bull won't uh, have any changes because clearly they've seen that Sergio Perez uh, with Max Verstappen uh, uh, unfortunately not being able to finish the race. I mean, Sergio Perez still, I mean, a great choice because he was within the podium the entire race. And then him finishing in first, I mean, for Red Bull, they've got to be celebrating the fact that they definitely picked a great driver to drive alongside Max Verstappen. I mean, both uh, drivers are very, very skilled. They're very talented. They put in a lot of hard work. It's proven. I mean, Sergio Perez has stood on podiums before. Max Verstappen, definitely a, a common face on a on the podium. So, I mean, anything can happen this season. And Formula One is definitely a sport. Uh, that if the track is right, it's not predictable at all. I mean, Baku has really never had the same uh, podium. Uh, it's always kind of been, like, shaken up, and they just kind of throw it in there, and that's kind of how the results end up. I mean, uh, I believe back in 2018, uh, Hamilton won, and then 2019, Valtteri Bottas won, and then obviously in 2020, they weren't, uh, they didn't race there, and now 2021, you're looking at Sergio Perez, who took third there uh, once before. You're looking at Sebastian Vettel, who took, I believe it was uh, second or third there in a previous year. But I mean, you're looking at these guys who, who definitely have proven themselves uh, as great drivers, and I think Red Bull. Uh, is definitely going to stick with Verstappen and Perez uh, going into the 2022 season. And it is very early in the season to kind of be uh, saying who's or predicting the drivers for the 2022 season, but definitely one that uh, that uh, could very well be announced uh, sooner rather than later, especially for Mercedes. Um, a lot of the teams are very comfortable with their drivers. I mean, AlphaTauri definitely happy with their two drivers Ferrari um, despite kind of where they've been this season definitely celebrating with signs and, and Leclerc so McLaren uh, the only McLaren driver that really hasn't found his groove yet is Daniel Ricciardo I a lot of fans would love to see him stand up on the podium so I think it's just a matter of time before uh, Daniel kind of clicks with the McLaren car and and he's able to to kind of maybe pass Norris or even kind of hang out around uh, Lando there so it's only a matter of time before before the the standings could really get a good shaking up again I mean France could be could be the race that it resumes to what it once was or maybe we see Williams and Haas get their first point of the season but I'm going to be real honest I don't think that uh, Haas is going to do much better uh, than what they've been doing. I don't think Williams is going to be doing much better than what they've been doing. Alfa Romeo, though, a team that I think has kind of come out of kind of nowhere and kind of 
just grabbing whatever points they can in tenth, which I mean Haas and Williams would really like a point at the for uh for how far it is in the season right now. I mean it's definitely definitely an interesting season so far and I Azerbaijan making it even better of a season. Definitely uh one of the best weekends in Formula One so far. Uh definitely action packed. I mean qualifying you had four red flags so the race you had uh, had two red flags so hopefully in uh France we have no red flags and kinda keep it to a a more normal race like we're used to. Less less disappointing tire failures because that one was definitely hopefully they fix the tire problem. <laughs> but uh it's it's unpredictable and uh a lot of car issues happening, especially in Baku, so maybe maybe the podiums kinda go back to being Hamilton and uh Botas and then Verstappen kind of up in there or you know Verstappen winning three season or three races this season or two races and then uh Sergio Perez winning the third for Red Bull so I mean Mercedes and Red Bull have kind of split split the races I mean each taking uh 75 points um just in their first place finishes and then obviously you had their um other finishes as well from their second driver, but uh, I'm Sergio Perez, uh, being the first uh, driver that isn't Hamilton or Verstappen to win the season, so I think that's giving the other drivers a little bit of hope that maybe they can uh, win a race as well, and it's just not switching back and forth to Hamilton between Hamilton and Verstappen. So that is it. For this episode, thank you for listening to this episode of Off the Grid. You can find us on Twitter at Formula One Off the Grid or visit our website F1 Off the Grid.net. Join us next week where we'll preview the French Grand Prix. <laughs>